Innalhamdulillahi wahdah Wassalatu wassalamu ala malla nabiya ba'dah A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wa ma khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa li'abudun Wa qala ta'ala Laqada kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasanatun liman kana yarju Allah wal yawmal akhira Wa dhakra Allah kathira Sadaqallahul azim Dear listeners of Markazul Sahaba Elders, brothers, mothers and sisters in Islam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh The verse which we have recited in the very beginning Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ba'da udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim Wa ma khalaqtul jinn wal insa illa liya'budun I have not created jinn and man Except for one central purpose Liya'buduni In order that they may worship me In other words that they may establish the ibadat The worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this word ibadah comes from the root letters abada, abd. And it is also the same root letters for the word abd for being a slave or a servant. And it is significant because if you look at the shahada, the second kalima, ashadu an la ilaha illa Allahu wahdahu la sharika la, wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh, I bear witness and I testify in truth that there is none worthy of worship except the one Allah, who there is no partner uh, with him. And I bear witness and I testify in truth that Muhammad is his abd, is his slave, and his messenger. So here we find that in this kalima, the testimony to Rasulullah first being his abd, his slave, and then secondly his messenger, it is very, very significant because before the the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is acknowledged as his messenger. He is first uh, acknowledged as the slave of Allah Taala, Because in that lies his uh, honor and his success. And all those who follow Rasulullah وسلم, their honor, their success lies in their complete and total submission to Allah Taala as the slave of Allah Taala. So this is very, very important. That the establishment of the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the word ibadah is a comprehensive term That covers every aspect of our life It is not restricted to just the activities of the masjid Sadly this is a misperception That many people seem to uh, labor under That if I come into the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then in that 15-20 minutes, half an hour that I'm there I'm making the ibadat and the minute I step out, I'm free to do as I please and act as I wish. But this is the totally, uh, you know, incorrect perception that we, we may have. Because ibadat is a comprehensive term. It is 24-7 as we may say, A to Z, from the time we wake up in the morning till the time we go to sleep. Every aspect can become ibadat, provided that we do it in the correct manner with the correct uh, belief and intention uh, following the pattern shown to us by Rasulullah and scholars have also explained that the worship of Allah SWT can be uh, categorized into two main categories first is Hukukullah, the rights of Allah Taala. the rights of Allah Taala, and secondly Hukukul Ibad, the rights of creation the rights of fellow human beings these are the two basic categories um, that ibadat can be subdivided into. 
Now, if you look at حقوق الله, it, it, it entails or it includes our correct belief, recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He ought to be recognized, as is the truth by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do not believe that, that Allah is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We don't recognize or we don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and all other incorrect beliefs. We do not ascribe to that. We have to believe as is correct by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as is the truth by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as is revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an Sharif, and on the tongue of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on the blessed hadith and sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So correct beliefs is the first right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have tawheed, correct, profess, professing the unity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, believing in Him with all His names and His attributes. This is the professing the pure monotheism, the pure tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is the first right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Following that is the five times daily salah, fasting, zakat, hajj, for, for, upon those whom it is applicable, as far as financial uh, ability is concerned, and also abstaining from all the major sins like uh, intoxicants, gambling, fornication, lying, etc., etc. These are all the huququllah, the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second category of rights, Hukukul Ibad, pertains to how we have relationships with those around us. Whether it be our parents, whether it be our spouse, our children, our siblings, brothers and sisters, our relatives, our neighbors, even our enemies, how we have relationships, how we deal with them, how we fulfill this, these different rights, these are all under the category of Hukukullah, the rights of Allah, even the rights of animals and the environment, all that falls under this second category. So if one has to fulfill uh, both these hukuk uh, and both these rights, then that in essence is the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a nutshell. And this is why we have to look at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where the Quran should be mentioned, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهُ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكْرَ اللَّهِ كَثِيرًا that Allah subhanahu mentions here, most certainly for you, O the followers and believers, followers of Rasulullah sallallahu believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, most certainly for you in the messenger of Allah, in Muhammad sallallahu is uswatun hasana, is an excellent model. Is an excellent model, a complete example and model for our complete way of life. There is for us in Rasulullah sallallahu this model and example. For those who believe in Allah and the last day, and who remember Allah much. So if Rasulullah is the excellent model, then we have to look at his complete pattern of life in order to fulfill Hukukullah on the one hand and Hukukul Ibad on the other hand. The rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one category which is essential, which is fundamental. The rights of creation also is fundamental and, and, and important. In fact, we find with regards to the to the rights of, cre of creation or the rights of fellow human beings, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive any uh, oppression or injustice or crime against a, a, a fellow human being unless we seek forgiveness from that particular person whom we have wronged or have corrected that injustice, then only can we seek a forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it pertains to the right of Allah, Allah Ta'ala will forgive us readily. But if it pertains to the right of, of creation of the fellow human being, we first have to seek forgiveness from that particular person or correct that injustice 
before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us. That is his law. So this is how much importance is even attached to hukuk al-ibad, to the rights of creation. And we have this perception that if I'm fulfilling the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, I'm making my salah five times a day, I'm performing hajj, I'm fasting, I'm giving thousands in charity, but it's okay if I do, if I do some injustice to somebody that's working for me, to, to my relative, or be unkind to somebody that's in my family, or cheat somebody, or do somebody down, or swear somebody, it's okay. I'm first in the, in the saf, I'm following the, the sunnah 100%, mashallah, and uh, I'm okay, Jack. This is deception of shaitan. Both rights have to be in place. Both rights have to be in balance for us to be making the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the true sense of the word, for us to be able to achieve Allah's pleasure and success. And then again, you have other people who only focus on the hukuk al-ibad, on the rights of creation. They may be doing relief work, they may be doing a lot of charitable work, uh, visiting the sick, feeding the, feeding the poor, etc. But they neglect the hukuk Allah, the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're not very particular about salah, etc. They're not very particular about learning the, uh, the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fulfilling his, uh, his rights. As far as fasting is concerned, as far as zakat or hajj is concerned, we say, no, 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 I have a very clean heart. I am, uh, I'm doing uh, all the kindness and, and, and uh, compassion and I'm sharing with, with my fellow human beings. I don't have to uh, uh, perform salah five times a day. If I go for Juma once in a while or go for Eid Salah, it's fine. These are all the, the ghurur and the deception of shaitan. All the rights that are due upon us, we have to fulfill. The rights of Allah on the one hand, the rights of fellow creation on the other hand. Both have to be in balance. So let, let us not be deceived by shaitan, fulfilling one and neglecting the other and think it's fine. We have a duty to fulfill both rights. That is the balance that Allah Ta'ala wants from us. And that is where a person will be establishing truly the worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So this is very, very important for us to keep in mind and to understand. So we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He grants us the correct knowledge, the correct understanding, recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He ought to be recognized and fulfilling the due rights upon us. We should be focusing on how we can fulfill the rights of those who have a right upon us. Rather than focusing too much upon my rights not being fulfilled, if we make, if each person makes an effort to fulfill the rights that is due upon him by others, then inshallah everybody's rights will be uh, uh, seen to. But if everybody focuses on just their own rights, that my right needs to be fulfilled and he neglects the rights of others, nobody's rights will be fulfilled. So this is a very, very important fundamental uh, 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 issue that we all have to come to terms with. We find so often that it is a com common complaint when people are complaining about the mistreatment and the ill-treatment and the zulm that we as Muslims uh, commit against each other. And if we want to draw others towards Islam, if we want to be the beacon of light uh, for non-Muslims towards Islam, they're not going to be so affected by just reading about Islam or hearing about Islam as they are so affected by the uh, experience of personally in, uh, interacting with Muslims, as far as their akhlaq is concerned, as far as their dealings are concerned, etc., etc. Not too long ago, I came to hear about a Malawian who happened to be working for a, a non-Muslim, and he passed away. And his family still remained in Malawi, and they were sending, uh, he used to send his salary home to Malawi. 
when he passed away, this non-Muslim employee uh, was very impressed with his akhlaq and his good character. They made sure they sent immediately at, uh, 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 when he passed away, they sent 10,000 rand to his family in Malawi. And not only that, they made sure every month they sent his salary to his family. How long that will carry on, Allah knows best, but this is a practice they've been keeping up for a couple of months already. And they, it, was, it was surprising to actually find out what was the salary they were paying this person. He was being paid 6,000 rand, they increased it to 8,500 rand per month, and that was the salary they were sending to his family in Malawi. This is non-Muslims. Where do we find this amongst us? Amongst us, it's very rare. Allah knows best. May Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and hidayat to understand that we should also ensure that we take care of those who work for us, treat them well. That is the best way to bring people towards Islam. Is our akhlaq, is our mu'amalat, our manner in which we trade and deal with people. If our, if our trade is based on honesty and truthfulness and kindness and compassion and mercy, then people will be, will be attracted and will flock to Islam. But if they see us, you know, making our worship and our ibadat, but our dealings with each other or with non-Muslims is based on cheating and on lying and dishonesty and uh, cruelty and harsh, harshness and oppression, then they will be driven far away from us. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we know, We have not sent you, O Muhammad, except as a mercy to the entire creation. So his followers also are supposed to be that beacon of light and mercy through their dealings, through their actions, through their kind treatment. So this is a great responsibility that Muslims have. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me and you the tawfiq, the guidance, the understanding to realize the great responsibility we have when we speak of the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a comprehensive term. It is a 24-7 activity, not restricted just to the masjid, but in every action, every speech, in every dealing that we have, we have to reflect the mercy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we have to re reflect that this is the guidance and the light that comes from Islam. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.